0: Welcome to episode one of Building Builders, a podcast made for contractors. In today's episode, we are interviewing our host, Kevin Forrestal. Kevin is the founder and CEO of Dozer, an online marketplace for heavy machinery. Prior to that, he was the CEO of Forestal Design Landscapes, expanding from a solo operation to one of the largest landscaping companies in Ontario, Canada. Some of the key themes we talk about are growing both of his businesses, the difference between starting a construction tech company and a contracting business, and why the team started Building Builders. Thanks for joining us today on the first episode. So, Kevin, you got your degree in landscape architecture. Is that what made you fall in love with this industry or was it before that degree?
1: You know, I was part of the Pusslund Junior Garden Club when I was uh, a kid and kind of cool. My kids are in the same club now. Uh, And then, uh, you know, doing things like working at my uncle's Christmas tree farm and, uh, you know, planting and pruning Christmas trees. Um, I think that's what got me into it.
0: And you've mentioned before being a kid and being around machinery as a child, has so that influenced you at all, all today and in your career now?
1: Yeah. I, you know, um, maybe using the, the Christmas tree farm, uh, that would be a good example of, uh, you know, learning to use a tractor. If, you know, I don't even know what age nine or 10 and, um, you know, uh, Yeah, there's no doubt that 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 influenced me Um, and I have had a love for machinery ever since.
0: So after you graduated with that landscape architecture degree, you started Forstel Landscaping, uh, which you then grew to be one of the largest companies in Ontario with more than 400 people. So how were you able to grow as you did? And do you have any advice for other contractors to scale their company in a similar way that you did?
1: yeah um you know this is a a huge topic we could (laughs) chat for hours on this one uh but um you know advice that i give others is to just get started um you know uh, a lot of people i I talk to spend years working on you know the business plan and trying to de-risk um one thing's for sure that you know if you're an entrepreneur you're you're gonna find a way to make something work and um you know I don't wanna uh, say you shouldn't build a business plan because you should, but you know the key is really just to get out there, get started, get a customer, find out what they love about what you're doing and what else would they like as part of the service and start to gear the business towards that uh, and then repeat and repeat and repeat.
0: It's kind of that thing like, you have to do it before you're ready because you'll never actually be ready, like that kind of vibe
1: hundred percent. You'll never be ready. You have to just get started. Yeah. And, and the key is, you know, with that getting started piece, I mean, I really believe you need to get a customer. You have to go out and speak to somebody, find out what they like and keep iterating on that.
0: So in your previous role, you've had a large fleet of equipment with that company. Were there any challenges you found in heavy equipment management with that large fleet?
1: For sure, Um, yeah, we had hundreds of pieces of equipment. We had them right across the province uh, and when we needed them, it was mostly for snow removal. Uh, They had to go, they had to be ready in that moment. Um, So, you know, I think something that we could have done better would have been, uh, you know, pre-planning and pre-ordering parts, uh, kind of predicting and forecasting what will go wrong because things do go wrong, especially with snow plowing, things break. Uh, so it would be nice to have uh, an inventory of uh, parts available. Um, but it, it really is, it's a big job. It's, uh, you know, to manage a fleet of that size and uh, a team of people to be able to service it 24-7. Uh, it's it's challenging. And, and probably one of the things that got, got me so excited about uh, um, starting Dozer and, you know, what we're doing here is it's a lot easier to rent than it is to own and manage all that fleet. Um, so if I was doing it again, I'd rent more.
0: So just speaking about rental and Dozer, um, can you tell us a little bit about the Dozer origin story and how your previous experience led to the creation of Dozer?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, it actually all kind of happened on the beach in, in Florida. Um <laughs> had finished a a strategic planning process after being in business for 10 years at the last uh, last company forestel i was down there with my my whole family my brother tim my wife erin my dad tom all part of the previous business Uh, and we were still trying to figure out what to do with our underutilized equipment Uh, a lot of those 120 horsepower agricultural tractors and three yard wheel loaders um, uh, that were used for snow removal but not used for anything else in the summer uh, and we were, we were trying to figure out should we do you know cash cropping or you know get into excavating and it just wasn't our area of expertise um, and uh, we sort of had this aha moment while renting a place on the beach uh, through a company like an Airbnb uh, with a sharing economy that you know hey this this is great we wouldn't have done this without the sharing economy why don't we uh, you know, bring the sharing economy back to uh, the construction industry. Now we've made a whole lot of uh, uh, pivots or a lot of evolution (laughs) over the last few years. And we're a little bit less about the sharing economy now and, and, you know, more about uh, professional supply, but that's that's what got us going.
0: So then your previous role kind of put you in a unique position starting Dozer. So are there any things from forest to landscaping that taught you about identifying problems that you could then solve with dozer.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not sure I have a, a great e- example because there were, there were lots of problems to solve. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, the, the message or, you know, something that holds true with me is uh, don't be intimidated by those problems that none of them are, are all that big. They might feel big in the moment, but uh You know, just pick them off one by one and, uh, you know, keep moving on and and continue growing. This podcast is sponsored by Dozer, an online marketplace for heavy equipment rentals across North America. Partnering with thousands of rental houses, Dozer provides contractors with access to local suppliers, transparent pricing, mobile ordering, and an industry-leading payment option of 0% interest for 60 days. Go to dozer.com to find your next heavy equipment rental. That's D-O-Z-R dot com.
0: you've mentioned before that there were some challenges and different pivots in forestal landscaping. And then what did starting dozer teach you that was different than what you'd already previously learned in your first business?
1: Oh boy. Um, uh, there's similarities for sure. Uh, uh, you know, starting dozer is, um, is, is a heck of a lot different in the sense that, uh, you know, the, the The team uh, that's that's joining here um, is really coming in and bringing skill sets that um, you know I'm I'm not trained in and you know I try to keep up with uh, with the team here um, you know whether it's uh, working on you know podcasts like this or digital marketing strategies or machine learning um, there's a there's a whole lot of uh, things that are are different here but uh, um, I would say that the the, the similarities really are as big as those problems, uh, seem, um, there's somebody, you know, that can solve them. And, you know, I, when, when we were at, at Forestal, it took a lot of, uh, grit sometimes to get through, you know, the harder days, <laughs> uh, and, and you're going to have harder days when you're growing fast. Um, and, and I think we have certainly carried that through here, uh, here to dozer and, you know, <laughs> that grit is still very much alive and uh you know we feel like if there is a very large problem uh it's it's worth tackling and and you know we want to take it on and be the first to uh to tackle it and solve that problem
0: so a lot of those like that problem solving that grit kind of transfers with both companies
1: yeah it absolutely
0: transfers and then is there any differences kind of in like the day-to-day management practices of managing a contracting company versus a construction tech company? Are there any similarities? How do those two compare? Um,
1: you know what? There's, uh, um, there's similarities, but I think, uh, you know, what happens uh, over time and, you know, uh, just growth is growth as a leader. And, uh, you know, I, I can definitely feel you know, myself and others who were at the previous company, continuing to grow and, uh, you know, learn uh, and, you know, mature as as leaders. So, um, you know, back in the day at our, our landscaping company, it might've been uh, um, a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more uh, in the field, uh, you know, short of plow operator, maybe hopping in, you know, and, you know, plowing a few parking lots uh, throughout the night, um, you know, with the pandemic, things have really changed uh, how things work here at Dozer. And uh, really there's just a whole lot of trust uh, and, um, you know, management through uh, really clear um, OKRs and, and KPIs. Um, so I think maybe uh, running this one a little bit differently than than the past, um, but uh, have a really, really awesome team that's able to, uh, to to support that type of management.
0: So, building off that that kind of trust aspect, is there anything different in the way you hire and look for employees now than there was before? Are there kind of similarities um, that you look for in people, or is it has it changed quite a bit as you've changed?
1: You know what that that part remains the same. I mean, really, it's about finding great people. Um, I've always believed that it's less about, uh, you know, the, the set. uh, and, you know, a lot of these skills can be taught, um, they're, they're more of a nice to have, uh, but really it's all about finding great, you know, motivated, passionate people that want to be part of, you know, the organization and part of problem solving and, you know, the mission and vision, uh, of the company itself. So, um, for me, I've always, you know, had this uh, this thought of uh, if we find somebody really great, we'll find out what they'd like to do and and make a spot for them, <laughs> rather than taking the other way of okay, we really need this task done. Who has mm-hmm. that skill set? Um, so yeah, a little bit backwards.
0: No, I don't think that's backward. I think that's a super interesting way to look at it. Like a lot of the traits you're talking about can't necessarily be taught. Um, so I think it's important that you're hiring for those those kind of like undefinable, undefinable traits. Um, yeah. So jumping back to your education a little bit, um, how do you feel like the landscape architecture degree impacted your career later? Did you feel um, has it affected people's perspective of you at all in tech versus how it did previously in forest landscaping? Um, how has this shaped your career and who you are today?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I feel like it, it shaped my career in ways that uh, maybe wouldn't be as expected. Um, you know the the obvious side is yeah, it was really great to have the degree to you know hang on the wall and um, you know be able to put on my LinkedIn profile. It opened some doors uh, when we were at uh, uh, at Forestell Landscaping. Um, it was a requirement in some cases. But uh, more than anything, you know, I definitely have a, um, a passion uh, and a, a little bit of a creative flair. Uh, and I find there's a lot of overlap between uh, landscape architecture and UX uh, and design when building a website. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it, there's a, a lot of theories about rooms and moving people through spaces. Um, it's really, really uh, similar. So um, I'm able to kind of bring that that passion and some of the skill set from that degree over to uh, to dozer.
0: That makes a lot of sense for sure. And then on that note, what is it that excites you about the, the intersection of everything you've done before and the intersection of technology and e-commerce and contracting and construction? What excites you about this this specific field?
1: You know what? We're, we're at a moment in time where things are, um, it, it's a, it's an inflection point. Things are moving very, very quickly. Um, you know, the, uh, the adoption level of e-commerce uh, has absolutely taken off and, you know, it's less of, less of an adoption now and more of a, uh, expectation to have e-commerce available. And, uh, we've been, you know, working on dozer for, you know, seven, eight years now. Uh, and, you know, as we're coming out of the pandemic and people are really expecting to have e-commerce available Mm where a lot of hard work has, you know, put us into this position to be here at the right place, you know, at the right time. And, uh, I'm really, really excited to be uh, part of an organization that's solving a very complicated problem. Um, E-commerce for heavy equipment rentals is uh, a little bit more challenging than some of the other uh, e-commerce that has been built already. And, uh, you know, definitely know we're the right team and excited to be here.
0: So solving that very specific problem definitely requires a bit of background knowledge and there are some cases where people that maybe aren't super familiar with an industry are trying to create solutions for it. Um, so do you think your background specifically gives you additional credibility or kind of an insight into how to speak to contractors, how to solve their specific roles versus someone who maybe doesn't have that same background as you? Uh,
1: yeah. So, I mean, I I will say that my domain expertise, uh, um, will speed up some of the decision-making and, you know, we can jump over, uh, some speed bumps faster, you know, just with a, a good knowledge of both sides of the marketplace and how things, uh, how things work. Um, but really, you know, this, this comes back to the team. That's, you know, there's, there's, there's something about having some of that intuition and, and gut feeling, which is great. Uh, but This is something that I also can't, you know, even come close to doing on my own. Um, So, you know, I'm happy to be able to give a little bit of that insight, Um, but it all comes back to the team. Uh, One more thing that I would say it opens doors is actually getting out to speaking uh, with the supply and the demand. Um, There's something about having uh, that network already, and it's a little bit easier to you know, get out onto job sites and get into rental houses that you previously worked with. So, um, you know, I I guess our customers open up uh, um, with myself and others that are from the industry. So um, that kind of gets us back to our dozer way and being authentic and, um, you know, remembering our roots.
0: Definitely. And then speaking of the dozer way, can you kind of elaborate on what the Dozer way is and how we're customer obsessed and everyone on the team picks up a shovel and sort of how that influences the way the company is run now.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, you know, the Dozer way has become uh, a really, really important, uh, part of the company. We use it as a way to, uh, uh, make decisions at Dozer. Uh, so there, there's five founding principles, for example, um, You know, being authentic and remembering our roots, where we came from, uh, who we're building this for, uh, you know, things like being customer obsessed. Um, And, you know, we actually talk about this every single day at Dozer and it makes a huge difference. Uh, um, Cool thing is that all of our customers and suppliers have come to know the Dozer way. It's not just something internal, it's uh, um, something that that the world's getting to know. Um, So, yeah, it's pretty exciting and helps us a lot.
0: Can you go into detail about what building builders is, and does it does the way I factor into that at all as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I th- I think that building builders is uh, a whole bunch of conversations with really great people. Uh, you know, um, and and through those conversations, we get a chance to talk about um, you know how technology can help um we we talk a lot about growing and scaling businesses um what different resources are are at people's uh, fingertips whether they're uh you know physical resources or ideas um and you know fun stuff too about you know pivoting and uh, uh evolving businesses and problem solving
0: awesome and then We've talked a lot about your past and how that influences your role at Dozer. Is there anything about your past that has made you want to have these conversations with people and made you want to share these stories out with the world?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, back in, uh, uh, the days when we were at our construction landscape company, um, it was a pretty competitive space. Uh, and, you know, I, I definitely felt that, um, you know, all of the contractors, you know, that are kind of in my network, um, we had the exact same challenges and um, always wanted to be able to talk to others about these challenges um, and sort of build off and learn and grow together. Uh, but that can be challenging when, you know, you're in a competitive space. Uh, I feel like uh, I'm in a unique opportunity now where, you know, all of that competition uh, has, has disappeared. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to being able to share and, and continue learning uh, and just having some fun conversations with, you know, with others in an industry that I absolutely love.
0: Absolutely. And then what are you hoping for from the builders Building Builders audience? Are you hoping that you'll spark more stories, more storytelling? Are you hoping to inspire people to start their own company or grow their current company? What are your, what's your ultimate goal with building builders? Uh,
1: you know what? That's a really great question. I think that, uh, you know, probably a combination of a few, a few of the things you said. I think it would be really great um, for others to uh, hear about, you know, the challenges, the, the day-to-day lives uh, of, of contractors, what it's like to be in growth mode, um, you know, some of those stresses, some of the the, the peaks and valleys. Um, I hope that it inspires more people to uh, get out there and, you know, get started, um, you know, try building a company. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hopefully people find it interesting. <laughs>
0: We hope you enjoyed our conversation with our host, Kevin Forrestal about his entrepreneurial journey and why the team started Building Builders. If you'd like more Building Builders content, you can watch all of our episodes and clips on YouTube and follow us on social media. You can also leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We will have links to everything in the description of the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode.